1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team,
2: everyone.
0: From the studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I'm your gracious and humble host, Eric G., thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder, We'll give you our impressions of the blue and white scrimmage. We'll tell you who really stood out to us, even though their numbers weren't that good. We'll talk about Andre Robertson's role with this team since he didn't play in the blue and white scrimmage and isn't playing against the Dallas Mavericks in Tulsa. We'll also hear from Billy Donovan on who is capable of being a leader, and we'll tell you what we are looking for tonight out of the Thunder versus the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Eric G. I am the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. You can find us at basketballmaven.io thunder. It's a Sports Illustrated channel dedicated to covering all things Thunder. You can also follow us at Thunder Maven. I am also the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on one, The Sports Animal, and that of course is in Tulsa. So My impressions of the blue and white game were this, just from a thousand thousand foot point of view, I thought overall the team for not playing together very much at all and really only being the Thunder for less than a week during training camp was pretty cohesive. I thought the ball moved really well. Danilo Gallinari is by far and away the best player on this team, most complete player. There's not really anything this guy can't do. On the floor, um, I'm pretty convinced that, I mean, you talk about 3-4, I'm pretty convinced the guy can play shooting guard as well. Rebounds, plays defense, range, and, and really, when you watch Danilo Gallinari play, you're already lamenting the fact that you know that this guy is not going to be around Oklahoma City for that long. Um, I think we'll be lucky to keep Danilo Gallinari past December 15th and on close to the trading deadline. The other thing that with Chris Paul having the ball in his hand, uh, when Dennis Schroeder was on the floor with him working at the two, those guys seemed to flow seamlessly. They could they could exchange kind of playing the one and the two, and I thought that was an added bonus for Oklahoma City, especially since I'm hoping tonight versus the Mavericks, we actually get to see Schroeder, SGA and CP three all on the floor at the same time. But what really stood out to me, the thing that really got my attention about this game was just how high a ceiling Darius Baisley will have for the Oklahoma city thunder, Oklahoma city ran him out there at the three. He was part of the white team playing on the same team with Danilo Gallinari, which I thought was fantastic. There are a lot of people knocking his shot. I didn't think his shot was all that bad. I thought there was some good rotation on his shot. The numbers weren't there at all from from Sunday's game, but you can see his potential, and when you look at that ball come off his hand, you can tell that his time working with Mike Miller has certainly helped him. The other thing I love about Darius Baisley is I'm pretty convinced he could play all five positions on the floor whenever you needed him to, and he certainly can guard all five positions. He's quick. So guards can't get around him. He's got the length to guard forwards. He's got the athletic ability and the strength to go in there and bang with some centers. Although right now, that's probably not the best thing for the Thunder to do, considering that he needs to get a little bit more meat on his bones. And somebody like Steven Adams and Nerlens Noel could kind of push him around right now. And certainly other centers could. But that option is there if either one of those guys get into foul trouble. He is... Next to Gallinari, he's the most versatile player that you have on this team. And the more they get him out on the court, the more they develop Darius Baisley, you're going to see a guy that has the potential to butt into an all-star in this game. Now, granted, it is one inter-squad scrimmage that I'm basing my opinion off of. And tonight, if he goes out and stinks it up versus Dallas, and you're looking at that shooting percentage again— I may have to tap back on it, but right now I feel really good about this kid. He he is not confused at all about where he is supposed to be on the court at any time, either offensively or defensively, and when he had an opportunity to block one of Shea Gilgis Alexander's three, he took full advantage of it and sort of sent a message. Um, Shea Gilgis Alexander, if, if you want to say that Gallinari is the best player on the team, SGA is probably the second best player on this team, and certainly all the hype that came in around this guy was well worth it, and I think you're going to see a guy that can eventually take over this team and run it, and when Chris Paul gets traded, it should flow a little bit more seamlessly than maybe I had originally thought. But again, we are talking about one blue and white scrimmage, and this is very hyperbolic, but that's what we do here in sports talk. We kind of get hyperbolic and we talk about uh we we talk we use a lot of conjecture. But right now I think the Thunder are okay. And, and I think they're a team that will finish somewhere between sixth and ninth in this league. I keep getting I, I keep forgetting about New Orleans as possibly one of those teams to challenge for the playoffs, but I was very encouraged overall by what happened in the blue and white game, save for one thing, and that was this, Andre Robertson not getting an opportunity to play in that game at all. He did participate in shoot-around. He's not going to play tonight versus the Dallas Mavericks. And I just keep thinking about what Sam Presti said when he was discussing Dre and whether or not we would see him on the court sooner rather than later. Um, Dre is, uh, you know, he'll be on the floor for training camp
2: Um He has worked so hard, uh, and uh, has put so much time in, and you know he's he he figures to be an important part to as we talked about optimizing the team that we have. Um, I think we also know that he was a you know was a big loss for us last year, but. he, uh, you know, he'll be on the floor for training camp. We'll obviously manage him closely because he hasn't played a lot of competitive basketball um, in a while. Um, and we have to be really supportive as he goes through that return to play process. But, um, you know, we're, we're hopeful that he'll be seeing some preseason action, um, you know, as he, as he gets closer. But uh, I just can't say enough about the, the mental resolve it has taken for him to do what he's done and i would just and i know our fans will do this but you know when he's back on the floor i just think he's he's uh you know he's worked hard to get there i would say that he's worked hard to get there the other thing is is i think his the things he brings to a team um are really really massive you know i mean he's if you look at just the the impact he's had on the floor while he's been with the team it's, it's pretty significant so Hopefully, we can get him back out there doing what he does, but it's not going to be an immediate thing. It's just going to be small steps, hopefully.
0: Sam Presti from Media Day, and I know we've played that before here on this podcast, but I was told by a Thunder spokesperson that the Thunder are going to be very conservative with Andre Robertson's minutes, which tells us that he's not ready to come back yet. And even though he may be practicing because we're not allowed to see practice, we don't know how effective he is or what kind of impact he's having. We just know the vague words that Billy Donovan is telling us. And what speaks louder than words are actions. And the actions with the Oklahoma City Thunder are to be careful with Andre Robertson. If they thought he was healthy enough to actually play at game level, and if he was in game shape, then they would have him out there versus the Dallas Mavericks tonight tonight. But I've said all along, don't get your hopes up about seeing Dre anytime soon. Dre would not put a percentage on it when asking him how close he is to being healthy. Now, part of the reason I don't think he did that when I asked him was because he remembered what he said last year, which is, hey, I'll be back to being the old Andre Robertson come Christmas. And then he wasn't the old Andre Robertson. It was a sit back And then he was out for the year. But ultimately, You think about what Sam Presti said. He's worked very hard to get back on the court. It's going to be a process. The translation there is Andre Robertson's not ready, and if he doesn't get on the court soon, it means this. He's not going to have a place on this team. If Darius Baisley can play the three, if Hamadou Diallo can play the three, if Terrence Ferguson can play the three, if those guys can interchange and play shooting guard, along with a guy like Dennis Schroeder and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, the Thunder don't really have a place for a defensive specialist because every one of those guys that I just mentioned can not only play defense, are not only younger, and are not only healthy, but they all give you more offense off the bench. Okay? And they give you more offense, period. Not just off the bench, but period. If Andre Robertson can't get back on the court in the early part of the season, he's not going to have a place to fit in. And the Thunder may look to deal in, but I think that's going to be very hard because if I'm an NBA owner or GM, I've got major questions about this guy's health. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we'll answer a listener's question about Kevin Hervey and... Billy Donovan Talks Leadership. It's all right here on LOT. Indochino is the world's largest made to measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off of your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering the promo code locked on at checkout. Measure menswear brand, start your style upgrade now with $30 off of a total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering the promo code locked on.
1: Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Thank you for listening to the Locked on Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Eric G. And one of the major questions everybody has about the Oklahoma City Thunder team is who is going to be the overall leader? And when we think about that, we think about that one guy that everybody listens to in the locker room, that that presence that Russell Westbrook was, that whatever Russ said went, Russ is the guy we're going to look at and take our cues from. We're going to look at his body language. If he's having a good day, we're going to have a good day. If Russ is telling the media to screw off, then we're not going to be too far behind him in telling the media to screw off. We're 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 looking for that guy, but I think in in some ways we need to step back and look at leadership as a situational role. It can happen in the moment of a game. It can happen during practice. And just because you show leadership at one point doesn't necessarily mean that you're the face or the voice of a particular organization, which is something that Billy Donovan explained during shoot-around today.
3: You know, I've always felt like, you know, you, you, everybody can lead. You can lead by, you know, just doing the right thing in the moment. You know what I mean? So uh, I think that naturally you're going to have someone like a Chris Paul who's been in the league for 14 years and just his credentials and what he's done. He's been great, I and mean, I could see why a lot of young guys would want to talk to him Gallinari's been around for a long time. you know. Steven's been in the organization with Andre for a long time. So there's a lot of guys. I think what we've got to do is the whole thing for us is us becoming connected as a team on the floor. I think that's got to be the process that we've got to go through. Um, in order for that to happen. But to sit there and say, it's just it's this guy, it's that guy. I think just guys that are, you know, Chris is a natural leader. Like, that's what he's always been. And you can see why, because he's got a great way of dealing with everybody on the team. He's got the energy to talk and communicate with the team. So uh, I think everybody can contribute and play a part in the leadership role.
0: In other words, the Thunder are going to be leader by committee until somebody steps up and takes over that role on a more permanent basis. If you're Shea Gilgis Alexander, you're going to go to Chris Paul for the majority of things that, that you need to understand about your position and about being the face of the organization. However, if you are Shea Gilgis Alexander and you're wondering how Billy Donovan likes to do things or what certain things does Sam Presti look for in a player or how am I supposed to act when I'm out, then you're going to go to a guy like Steven Adams Adams can impart that wisdom on you. A guy like De Niro Ga- Danilo Gallinari is just a seasoned veteran, and he's a good guy for uh, for Darius Baisley to be with, considering the fact that they can kind of play the same position. Uh, that's another thing. Speaking of positions, I'm going to zing off here in a second. I don't know about Deontay Burton. I-, I don't know where this guy fits on this team. Watching him in the blue and white scrimmage, Size-wise, he's a tweener guard, but he's got more the skills of a forward and he plays hard. But I think there are other guys that are more suited, well-defined on this team, which will keep Deontay Burton from contributing near as much as he would like to. All right, so back to the leadership thing. Now that we're talking about that again, I think what we have to look at is take a guy like Raymond Felton. He led from the bench. He circled guys up and was that cheerleader when the Thunder needed a cheerleader and maybe the guy that kind of softened the blow from Russell Westbrook when he would when he would get on guys. But ultimately, what's going to happen with this team is eventually Shea Gilgis-Alexander will take over that spot and through having many guys to kind of be a sounding board, be it Chris Paul, be it Steven Adams, be it Danilo Gallinari, or even a Dennis Schroeder, He'll figure out what his leadership style is, and then it will eventually evolve into us looking at a new face of the organization. But it's going to take time. And as I said before, he's got to figure out how people like to be led, how certain people like to be managed, who can you yell at, who, who can you not yell at, and how do you pick your spots, and who do you send a message to so it resonates with everyone else. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Real quick, I had a, a question from Shannon uh, who listens in Australia. He wanted to know about Kevin Hervey, who's not even on the Oklahoma City Thunder roster right now, and why this guy wasn't contributing because he had a great a great summer league and a pretty good uh, year last year in the G League. All I can think of is when you're at the forward spot, the Thunder are kind of stacked there right now between Gallinari, uh, between a guy like Mike Henry who got some run in the game on Saturday, excuse me the game on Sunday as well. You've got Diallo who can play the forward as well. The Thunder have so many positionless players that even you standing out in Summer League and the G League, it's going to be very hard for you to crack that roster unless you can unless you're just something extraordinary. And I would think that when Gallinari gets traded, if some other things don't work out, plus let's not forget the Thunder just signed Mike Muscala, so I think it also makes it very hard for you to kind of fit in at that power forward spot. But maybe when Gallinari gets traded, he gets an opportunity to move up with the team and contribute then. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, what to expect tonight when the Thunder play the Mavericks.
4: No matter what moves you made last year,
0: We're wrapping things up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast with me giving you the one thing I most want to see tonight between the Mavericks and the Thunder. And, of course, if you're listening to this after the game, I'm sorry about that. But if I'm right, you're like, hey, that guy's a genius. If I'm wrong, you're like, what the hell is this idiot thinking about? So it can kind of go both ways here. And the one thing I'm looking forward to most seeing tonight is... Is there a lineup that features Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Dennis Schroeder, and Chris Paul on the floor at the same time? And when you have that lineup, are you going to put Danilo Gallinari at the four and Mike Muscala at the five and go small? Will you possibly have Nerland's Noel, and I wouldn't call having Nerland's Noel in there going small, uh, but would you have Nerland's Noel in there at five and Gallinari at the four? But But how, when you've got those three guards in there, do you do you fill those other two positions? The other thing that I'm looking most forward to is how these guys alternate bringing the ball up the court, and, and or do they alternate it? Is Chris Paul bringing it up the entire time? Is Schroeder bringing it up the entire time? Um, I tell you this: Gallinari can bring the ball up the floor. Baisley can bring the ball up the floor if they happen to be on the court at the same time as those as those three cats. So. That's the biggest thing I'm looking for is can you find a time to get all three of those point guards, those natural point guards, those ball handlers on the floor at the same time, and what are you filling the other two spots with and just who's bringing the ball up and how does the ball move? And that'll be the most interesting thing to me. i kind of am looking at the Dallas Mavericks. They're kind of a sideshow tonight. Um, you know, Is Chris Stapp's Porzingis going to play? He was playing in their inner squad scrimmage the other day. It looked really good. Uh, what does Steven Adams do against uh Bobon In fact, does Steven Adams even know does he know now that Bobon is playing on the Dallas Mavericks? Because he acted like he didn't know uh when he was asked about it by Nick Gallo today, where it's like, hey, you know, this is an easy way to break in. You're getting to play against Bobon. He's like, dude, I was I was preparing for the shooters. Um, so what is that matchup like? Also. Stephen Adams, there was a point where they sit Stephen Adams in the blue and white scrimmage, where he was out for quite a while before going back in. So, how are you managing the starters' minutes? Are you giving the guy, uh, the you know, the young guys, a lot of play? I would think that you would try and manage Chris Paul's minutes as much as possible. But you've got a team that desperately needs to play together as much as possible to get ready for the upcoming season. And then again, the Thunder hit the court on Thursday night against uh, the New Zealand Breakers. So, that wraps up Locked on Thunder. I am Eric G. I want to thank you again for joining us today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. You can also catch us on Thunder Maven. We'll have video and reports from tonight's game. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder you are locked
1: up. Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network.